Welcome to the CCFR Radio Podcast, your source for news, updates, and stories from the CCFR. everybody, welcome to episode 135 of the CCFR Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Rod Giltaka. Thanks for joining me again today on the show. It's going to be very exciting. I'm very excited about it because we get to talk about some good news for once, right? Seven long years of liberal rule feels like we're always losing, but it turns out that what we're doing is actually making a difference and we have indicators of that. So I can't wait to talk about that with you. And of course, what most people are waiting for is uh, for us to unveil our Scrap C21 campaign. You're going to get all those answers today, and you're going to have screenshots and everything to show you what you have at your disposal for the next phase of our resistance against Bill C21 and uh, and its amendments. Okay, so uh, before we get started, I'd like to thank some of the companies in our community that make the CCFR radio podcast possible. A big thank you to our friends over at the Saskatchewan Rivers chapter of Safari Club International. They do a lot of great work over there, including supporting the CCFR. So make sure you check them out at saskriversci.com. That's saskriversci.com and Vortex, the force of optics. We like to thank our friends over at Vortex Canada for continuing to support the podcast and providing great products. You can check all that out at vortexcanada.net. That's vortexcanada.net. And to our friends over at CTOMS. CTOMS Academy provides life-saving training in trauma care and human performance. Perfect for outdoor enthusiasts, for hunters, for shooters. You can check them out at ctomsinc.com. That's ctomsinc.com. All right, we're back. So uh, before I bring Tracy on and share some of the good news and obviously our uh, Scrap C21 campaign with you, I just got something I want to share with you. It's kind of neat. So I got some information sent to me by uh, by Lee over at Delask Arms last week. And they were contacted via email uh, for uh, a survey that a university in British Columbia was doing. And, you know, I looked at that and I said, oh, I'll, I'll put that on the podcast and, and on TV. I didn't have time for TV because I just finished filming that that format. We had so much to talk about. And it's like 22 and a half minutes. It's just impossible to get everything packed in there. But the podcast, of course, you can. So I, I've got that for you now. And then in the morning, what I do is I make my coffee and I flip through Twitter while I'm sitting on the couch drinking my coffee. And... Twitter knows what I'm looking for, obviously, right? The algorithm is quite sophisticated and it's feeding it to me. And I use that to see if I'm missing any news and missing something and then I can get on with my day. So I saw something on Twitter. I'm like, man, this compared, you know, uh, coupled with what I was going to talk about on the podcast today, it's just, you know, this is what we're living in. So here's how I'll explain it. In our business, we watch what the government does, how it behaves, the things that it says, the messaging is pushing out there. And of course, the government engages in disinformation 24 7 like you know like we don't want to admit it we don't you know we don't want to say that too often because it sounds it's just like that's what they do they just they they say things that are demonstrably untrue lies they know it it's not that it's not like they're all unintentionally oh i made a mistake that's not what they do we see it go on every single day and just keep pushing these talking points and the media is 85 percent complicit in that unqualified number 85, I would say 85%. They're like, yeah, no problem. We'll keep feeding them and you keep feeding us. All right, it's a symbiotic relationship. And more now than ever, obviously, right? It's now that there's a lot of funding floating around and that times are tough. So anyway, every once in a while, you'll see that reflected back at you from 
people, even in your personal life, someone will say, you know, what do you think of that mass shooting in down in the United States? That makes you feel un uncomfortable as a gun owner probably, right? And you're like, well, what does that got to do with Canadian licensed gun owners? Like there is no connection whatsoever. Like why would you even say that? Right, it gets reflected back because it does work, right? It works on 30, 40% of the population, right? They're soft. And, you know, when some, when the, it's the appeal to authority, when the authority tells you something, you just, you want to believe it because you're like, oh, I don't want to believe that all these people are up to no good. They're just there to, you know, line their own coffers or whatever, right? Unfortunately, that's the reality. And so anyway, um, but you see it online a lot, right? So you see that reflected back. So I just wanted to share this. So this is an email that Leah Delask Arms sent us, and I'm just going to read a little bit of it. Check it out. So my name is blank. I'm a research assistant at a university. I'm contacting you because we're conducting a study that may be relevant to your customers' client or to customers or clients of your business, and would like to inquire if you'd be willing to help us recruit potential participants. Through our study, we are hoping to gain a better understanding of how illegal firearms are being acquired and traded in British Columbia, okay? If you read down, it says, to be eligible in this survey slash study, members must meet these criteria. 19 years or older, currently reside in BC, have knowledge about guns, including how they are bought, sold, or traded legally and or illegally in British Columbia, or have been charged with or convicted of a weapons-related criminal offense. And it's like, you know, you look at this and you're like, well, Wait a minute. Why why do you think licensed gun owners are going to be familiar with smuggling firearms or trafficking in illicit guns? Why would they be the experts? Like there's there's no reason you would even like I don't even know how that's done. I'm reflecting back on what I've heard from sources that I think are credible. It's just it's just interesting and and how would you have a licensed gun owner that is, has has a, a criminal history of weapons related offenses? Like it's possible for minor offenses after probably a 10-year firearm prohibition and proving to the government that you're worthy of that level of trust again. But other, aside from that, like, no, that's never even going to happen. But what would make them believe that that's true? What would make them believe that coming to licensed gun owners is the place to know about to get the ins and outs of criminal activity? That's a result of the government and how they've, and the media, how they propagandized individual people. And it's throughout our educational system too, the the institutions, right? So anyway, if that wasn't enough, I'm scrolling through Twitter this morning and I see Pierre Polyev, as you know, is the leader of the Conservative Party of Canada. And Pierre is different than the other past leaders, the recent leaders, in that he's not sidestepping the gun issue, he's taking it head on. So Pierre does this video, I'm not gonna play you the video or whatever, right? But he does this video where he's talking to some IPSC IPSC shooters, some competitive pistol shooters about what it takes to get, maintain license, a license, what it, you know, what you got to do with your, how you got to safely store or transport your firearms, what, what it means to you, all that stuff, right? Like going to the source, going to someone that is a real expert on legal firearms ownership and puts that video out there. And it's great because he's like, hey, you know, the Justin Trudeau thinks these people are dangerous. Um, and, you know, he thinks that uh, repeat violent uh, criminals should have same day bail, you know, whatever, right? So this guy, check this out. This guy retweets it and says, hard to understand why at CPCHQ thinks this is a winner right after 33 mass shooting in USA. I don't get it. Well, I don't think, I don't think Terry gets a lot. Um, I don't think he understands much, but it's interesting 
Because if you were to ask Terry, like, tell me what the connection between multiple victim public shootings in the United States are with licensed gun owners in Canada. Like, explain that for me. That's that. That's the propaganda breaking people, weak people, right? That 30, 40% of people susceptible to this kind of brainwashing, this kind of psychological manipulation. Terry, whatever his name is there. That's, that's what you see coming back at you. So it's just interesting. And, and the only thing I want to add to this is when you're, when you're looking at the motivation, the liberals' war on legal gun owners, probably for two reasons. Elites don't believe anyone should have guns but them. And the second reason is there's a political advantage to have because it's a divisive issue. When it's divisive, then it's, then it's useful to them. It's urban voters versus suburban and rural voters, right? Big cities where there's tons of ridings, we're going to grab those. So we, gotta, we need a villain, right? The fear doesn't work without a villain. So um, those are the two reasons they do that. And it doesn't work for them. It won't work unless they can make a connection to mass shootings in the U.S., and firearm ownership and licensed gun owners. Firearm-related violence in Canada and licensed gun owners. Because everything they're doing, they're doing to us. They're not doing anything to criminals, right? And I'll have that conversation with literally anybody in the country. So that's it won't work unless they can connect that in the minds of people. And then sometimes you see that. You see that obviously now in the universities. And you see it in some clown with a Twitter feed, right? And, and, and you know, he's he gets savagely ratioed. I think it was like 350... Um, comments, replies to, it was like, I don't know, 89 likes or whatever. And he actually replied, he actually went back and forth with a few people and he's 100% confident in the incorrect knowledge that he has. But that's not uncommon, certainly on this issue. Anyway, I just thought it, I thought it was interesting. Um, and that in, in itself is the part that's starting to collapse on the liberals. There are less and less soft, boiled minds like Terry's out there. People are starting to get it. They're like, oh, okay. You know what? I don't think these people here in this video from Pierre Polyev are the ones that are shooting up, you know, downtown Toronto. And I don't think cracking down on them is going to help. You know what? I don't believe that anymore. So what we're doing as a community is working and it's changing things. Anyway, we're going to talk more about that with Tracy. So let's get her on right now. All right. Via Skype, we've got Tracy Wilson of the CCFR. Wilson! That's a good one, Giltaka. Oh, yeah. That's how I feel. It's like, oh! Uh, I don't feel that way. Yeah. Well, what's going on with you? What what, what happened to your complexion? <laughs> Have you, well, were you too I, close to the microwave? What happened to you? <laughs> Are you all right? I packed a bathing suit and Colin and I went and found a beautiful tropical beach and drank pina coladas for a week. So this is the end result. That's awesome. I'm Now I feel pasty. You're just jealous. No, I'm actually pasty. <laughs> yes. I don't see the pasty sun much. Jealous. Well, I'm in, I'm in BC, right? So it's just been raining since... You know, the yeah. end of October. So this is what I look like, like a little pink-eyed rat kind of scurrying out. <laughs> um, anyway, all right. I know that a lot of people are waiting to hear the big news okay. about our Scrap C21 project. And we have all of that and more for you today, which is awesome. We just want to discuss uh, one story that of, of big significance. Actually, it's great significance uh, that happened uh, just before we get to that. So uh, I'm going to get you to explain this stuff. I think you've got... I think you got it all on your phone, um, but basically yeah. uh, Marco Minicino has been flying all over the country doing damage control and photo ops, which they call consultations uh, when they do something wrong. 
Um, and he ended up um, on the request of uh, the liberal uh, Yukon MP, Brendan Hanley, uh, went up to Yukon to meet with uh, a bunch of folks. And there were some interesting quotes that uh, came out in a, uh, in a news story up there from it. Yeah, that's right. So it's it's pretty wild. So he went up there, met with the Liberal MP. And it's funny, that Liberal MP has actually been pretty vocal, saying that he was not going to support um, C-21, his own government's bill, which is a pretty big deal. But he won by such a slim margin. He's very uh, a very vulnerable rural riding. So they met with the Canadian Rangers, which is a branch of the CAF. They also met with the Yukon Fish and Game Association, the Council of First Nations, and then did some sort of roundtable with a variety of gun owners. And it's funny, actually, there's uh, he's got some pictures on Twitter, on, on Twitter, on Marco's Twitter, where he's literally standing within probably two and a half feet of a guy holding a scoped rifle. Like, I couldn't believe it. <gasps> there the he was. Yeah. <laughs> standing right there. Near, near a gun, a gun owner. It was crazy. Um, but yeah, there's some really fun quotes here. And although I live in the city now, this is where I live because I got to be here. But I've been a hunter for a long time. And it's funny to hear um, this this guy's quotes, Marco, coming from, you know, downtown Toronto. And he's he's got this kind of language. Let me read it for you. Getting out on the land, Mendicino said in an interview, I was able to experience, along with members of the community, how firearms are used safely and responsibly. Like, as if he didn't know that. Yeah. As if this is breaking news for him. Nobody told him that before. Nobody. He, <laughs> he was unaware, completely unaware, that firearms used by licensed gun owners are used safely and responsibly 99.99985% of the time. Yeah. This is news. This is news to him. He never heard me or everybody else that that uh, that went through the the committee for Bill C twenty one or C seventy one or everything. All the work, advocacy, and public relations work that the CCFR has done in the last seven years, or that the Wildlife Federations have done, or any other gun group, and all the, the individual gun owners, hunting yeah. groups. He, nope. He never. This, he this no never occur, occurred to him. But now, thank goodness that uh, some political pressure was applied. And that they could feel it. Now he's come to this conclusion. I just think that's interesting. Well, it is. He actually goes on to say even more. He, Mendicino, acknowledged that firearms are part of the fabric of northern life. And I was able to experience that firsthand. So not only were they used safely and responsibly, but they're really important to the people who own them. Whether it be north <laughs> or south doesn't matter. But it's like he didn't know any of that either. Yeah. Just incredible, right? You know, and, and hey. but like a month and a half ago, the the most important people in the country were urban voters in downtown Toronto and Montreal. Now that <laughs> it's going bad for them, now he's worried about northern communities as part of their identity. And maybe if he keeps flying around on the government's dime, he'll end up in southwestern British Columbia. And maybe my life will be important to him and my property and in the fabric of, you know, and, and, and he'll discover that I use firearms safely and responsibly. It's just so, it's very easy to be maybe. cynical. I'm, don't and don't get me wrong. I mean, we could we could laugh at this clown all day long, but it's I'm I am thankful. I'm grateful that it's that this is becoming part of the of the you know the public conversation about this. So I'm grateful for that. Let's look at let's look at the good side. Yeah. Well, it, speaking of good side, it says here that Mendicino also committed to protecting the fundamental hunting rights 
for all Canadians. So you've got a chance. There's still a chance for you. And that um, gun ban exemptions for sport, hunting, and collecting are all on the table. So he's trying to ban all these guns, but he's saying, you know, there's there's some legitimate legal reasons why Canadians might own firearms, like possibly sport shooting, hunting, collecting, basically what it is now. Yep. Maybe maybe the Liberals <laughs> will come up with a uh, licensing system and safe storage <laughs> and transportation and display regulations. I don't know. Maybe this the, is... you know, and, and, and maybe they'll regulate shooting range. Like, just it's just... It, it's all this BS all the way around, like an oval track racing, you know, racing day. The same car comes all the way around after all this energy has been expended, comes right around back to the first point again. That's that's what I don't know. It's it is it, it's very difficult not to just run up and down these people. Well, and here's the thing. It's not you know, this isn't the first time that they've, you know, done sort of consultations now, are they effective? Do they listen to the expert voices that they they go and speak to? I don't know. What's your experience with that? Well, as you well know, we were involved <laughs> in uh, Bill Blair when he spent millions of uh, taxpayer dollars flying around the country with a huge entourage and a consultant, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah, consultant there. Um, but uh, they, they actually did a really great job. So if you remember, uh, it was part of their uh, uh, his mandated uh, uh, consultation with uh, with Canadians to find out whether or not we needed more gun control. And, yep. um, of course, they played all their games that they do. They held one in Vancouver. A week later, you know, four days later, they announced one in Toronto and then invited me 24 hours before they didn't invite me to the one in Vancouver, knowing full well they know exactly where I am. They Apparently, know where I'm you a, are. a major pain in the ass. I've been told by people, <laughs> his staffers, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they all they all seem to think I'm the devil and you too for some reason, and uh, they knew they know exactly where I live. But they they invite me to the one in Toronto 24 hour notice, so I just packed a bag and went. Right. Well, they remember. were hoping that you weren't going to go. Of course, right. Yeah, That's a what, big game. They left you out of the Vancouver one, which was in your neighborhood, yep. and then totally invite you to Toronto. Yeah. But yeah, we did it. Well, they, we they probably hadn't and... heard of the CCFR or knew that we had something to do with firearm advocacy. Oh, they yeah. yeah. But anyway. Um, so the whole point of that was, is that the, I remember talking about it, I think, I don't know if we had the podcast then probably, but I remember talking, like it was awesome. The only, and it's, it's like they had victims groups, they had everybody there. And the only, yeah. the only people wanting gun bans, not the victims groups, the only pe people wanting a gun ban was Wendy Sukier for the, yeah. the coalition, coalition for, for gun, gun control. control. Everybody yeah. else was like, that doesn't make any sense. And I was yeah. sitting, I I'd physically, I don't want to go on too long, right? Cause people are waiting for the big news, but I was physically sitting next to a victims group. And we had a chance mm -hmm. to talk. I'm like, listen, this is what the system is today. This is what I got to go through just to be able to take my AR-15 to the to the range and shoot some rounds or my handgun. And this is the, the storage requirement. And they're like, yeah, well, that makes sense. As long as we're regulating yeah. these things. I'm like, yeah, that's the real conversation Canadians need to have. And they weren't on the side of, of the Coalition for Gun Control. It was her by herself. And that wasn't the well, only victims group there. Well, that's exactly right. And I've noticed that as well. I went to the summit in 2017 here in Ottawa, hosted by Ralph Goodale, if you want to reach back that far. And I sat with, yep. um, uh, they sat me at a table with a bunch of law enforcement and the parents of murdered children. And none of them asked for a gun ban either. Nobody's ever asked for a gun ban except the anti-gun lobby groups. Yeah, yeah. And when, mm -hmm. And I guess the point of all this was they do all these things. They put out actually in the case of my consultation, they put out an excellent report. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What was it? You have the title of that. 
Uh, yeah, the engagement about. summary report, reducing violent crime, a dialogue on handguns and assault style rifles. And I think you're going to post that up on firearmrights.ca again. Yeah, I'm going to refresh it up there because here's the thing that's really important. They it was it's the biggest engagement of Canadians as far as, you know, any kind of survey or polling or whatever. You know, the antis are always throwing around their their polls saying 80 percent of Canadians want gun bans. And they've meanwhile, they've pulled, you know, a couple hundred people online or something. This was, I think, 140,000 Canadians were consulted on what kind of measures if they think there should be more against uh, rifles, more against handguns. Or should the focus be, of course, on combating crime, violence, and gun smuggling? And guess what it said? Yeah, the evidence <laughs> I mean, is clear. The evidence is clear and overwhelming that Canadians never asked for any of this. So yeah. uh, it, when they tell you that Canadians, Canadians demand that, it's a very, very small group of people asking that. We know exactly who they are. So, well, yeah, yeah and when you definitely have a, not the experts. And when you have a national poll... You know, they, it's all it's all about the questions. Do you think we should ban assault weapons? They're like, oh, they don't even know that they were banned in 1977, yeah, right? So, of course, it's like, oh, 80% of Canadians. Well, yeah, anyway, we, we talked about that before. But they have all these consultations, and they turn around, just like Bill Blair did, with contrary <laughs> evidence from his actual consultation and did exactly what he wanted to do anyway. Yeah, So, like, well, you were consulted. I mean. We're, we're going to do what we're going to do even before... We're, we're taking the same decisions, making the same decisions we did before the consultation. Anyway. Well, they're just going to yeah. do it anyways. It's so. a joke. But anyway. Yeah, it's sort of a wasted uh, exercise. It's futile. Yeah, unless you spend millions and millions of dollars, uh, you know, then you don't get to do exactly what you want. If you spend that money, you do get, you get to do what you want anyway. All right. Um, so, yeah, it was just a really interesting story. Oh, you know what? Just a, a, a surprise. This is... <laughs> Surprise. Where Where's that? I know I'm kind of throwing a wrench in here, but where was that other quote that we found interesting since this is the podcast and oh, not the TV yeah. show? Oh, here it is. I got it. You got it? So okay. uh, Mendicino said, the ability to use firearms safely and responsibly for food security, for self-protection and mm -hmm. preservation while in the land, on the land, are all things that we can accomplish. Well, that sounds self protection. Self protection. I don't want this to be what? America, Mister. Yeah, so, you're sounding yeah. a little bit American there. Yeah, well, it's, just, it's just logical. It's like no, that's how reasonable speak people should speak, right? But anyway, absolutely. All right. Yeah. All right, we beat this to death. We got to keep going. Okay. Now, move on. All right, here's the big news. All right, the Scrap C21 project from the CCFR. So, uh, Tracy and I just did our segments for the television show, and how we did it was we kind of talked a little bit about what the problem is because we don't want to just be like, oh, the CCFR is doing this, like, for no reason. No. What is the problem, and how are we responding to it? Right? right. So, we're going to talk a little bit about the problems, and then we're going to talk about how the CCFR is responding to it. So, if we're trying to stop Bill C21... What are the what are our challenges there? Well, of course, the best way to do that would be a new government. You know, that's who repeals or writes regulations or laws. But unfortunately, we're not at that moment. So we have to work with what we've got. And the most important thing we can do, and this is I sound like a broken record because we've been saying this since our inception, is we have to educate non-gun owning Canadians on what's going on. And the reason we have to do that isn't just so they understand gun laws better or whatever. It's so that they apply political pressure to politicians because they no longer support their their BS. Right. So that's the most important thing is having can educate Canadians 
So they no longer support the politicians' policies, and that applies direct political uh, pressure to them and changes course. Right. So those two things are related, and it's going to get a little bit washy, but you're going to you're going to see where this is all going. So, um, in response to that, educating the public, getting gun owners involved, getting lots of people. We'll talk about mobilizing getting a larger mm -hmm. political force, but also putting pressure, exposing the government for, for what they're doing actually, yes. not what they're saying they're doing. Um, what can we do to counter that? So we have created uh, scrapc21.ca. So that's the, that's the main site here. So www.scrapc21.ca. And so that's a new website. Basically, when you go there, there's a list of things for you to do and that every single tool you require in order to do them. So a couple of things, uh, I'm gonna talk about some highlights. So we have released six new explainer videos. So basically they're based on three scripts. So three of these explainer videos will be the whiteboard explainer videos that you're all used to, and they're excellent. They really are, they're really, really yeah, good. Yeah, they're great. And then those same scripts are done in the digital format. And the reason why we did that is someone, some unsuspecting Canadian may watch one of those whiteboard explainers be like, oh yeah, I've seen this already. Oh, this is a new one, this looks different. And it's the right. same information. So they'll actually have two shots at it to absorb what's going on, right? The government's lying to you. They're banning hunting uh, and, uh, rifles and shotguns and 22 caliber rifles and they're naming variants. So it could mm -hmm. ban all, you know, and you got all the proof to that as well. Um, also, we're going to be, uh, and those those videos will drive people to ccfrdownload.ca, uh, scrapc21.ca, of course, and also gundebate.ca. So I'm going to talk right. about those other sites in a second, but the main one is scrapc21.ca. Now we also have a meme campaign. So we've created 30 or 40 memes, uh, silly ones, relatively serious ones, and then more artistic ones so that you will have all of these images, social media images, these social media placards uh, in order to respond in replies and stuff. And with our videos too, I'm going to talk more about that in a second, but you'll have all these on your computer to, re to respond so that this information exposing them, like here's what Minocino or Trudeau said, Here's the actual gun that they banned with the page number and everything on, you know, of the amendment. So here's the lie right there and drive yeah. them to scrapc21.ca. We also uh, have are releasing uh, probably by the time you're this is the podcast. So <laughs> it'll be next week sometime <clears throat> a media FAQ. So this uh, press kit basically is something that we'll be sending to our list of uh, around 600 um, people in media, in mainstream media in Canada. And basically that kit will have um, the things that the liberals have said, the claims that they've made, the evidence that what they said is completely inaccurate, including like, here's where you'll find the information in the amendment and in the bill, uh, and real questions they should be asking because the media make this up as they go along. Mm -hmm. Like, here's what I think a governor would want to know, or here's what I think a member of the public would want to know. And it's like, well, no, here's what you should be asking and here's where they're lying. So. They, they can't hide behind like, well, we didn't really know. We're not experts. Like I, the CCFR sent it to 600 of you and it's posted on their website. So you should have that yeah. information. And then uh, there's another letter writing campaign. So why don't you talk, because I've talked lots. Why don't you talk about letter writing and why this is important as part of creating that political pressure? Yeah, so we've got to reach a lot of people because we need a massive political force, not only to go out into the social media um, network and just totally saturate social media. And I mean, like go to every, every tweet and post that these people make about this topic and just reply with it. It just splash it everywhere. But we also need all those same people to do the letter writing campaign. Now we did bury their desks in letters 
that's still on the CCFR website and it's, it's, it's fine. But if you go to scrapc21.ca, there's easy step-by-step instructions telling you what to write, who to write, and why you're doing it. Now, we don't need to write a novel. This doesn't need to be a big thing where people, you know, I need somebody to proofread my letter. Literally a couple of sentences explaining why you oppose it, what you're upset about, and then a very direct demand to withdraw C21 in its entirety. That's got to go out to your MP, which you can find on there. It's got to go to Marco Mendicino, Justin Trudeau at bare minimum. And then, of course, we've included the um, email addresses for all the members of SECU, the Public Safety Committee. So if you can do that, and then, you know what, even in another week, do it again. The idea here is it needs to be like an avalanche of mail. So just sending one or two letters, super important, but just keep doing it. It's free to send letters to their House of Commons um, address. All of that stuff is in the in there under the uh, letter writing campaign section. Scrap C twenty one dot ca. Yeah. So keep in mind, like it's 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 for an MP, a local MP. Let's say like the 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 guy up in Yukon, for him yeah. to get two letters or or a couple of messages at his constituency office from a gun owner is like, ah, who cares? That's not going to cost me my seat. But when he goes there and there's five thousand letters, and then two weeks later there's another five thousand, he's like, I'm yeah. going to lose my seat. Yes. I'm out if I don't deal with this. That's how political pressure is applied, and this is how we're going to do it. So all, like as, as Tracy said, all the, inf- uh, the information is there. One-click access to the contact information for your MP. One-click access to find your MP. MP voting records. All that stuff is all on scrapc21.ca. Now, um, it's really important that we get that huge political force, just like we just talked about. And how we're going to do that is we got a couple of initiatives. Number one is the range poster project. So... Basically, we've created two full-size posters. I think they're 17 by 22, if I'm not mistaken, but they're yeah. you know, full-size real, real posters. And one of them um, tells people what how C21 affects them and its amendments, and the other poster tells them what they can do about it in a short list and directs them to C21.ca. So basically, um, we want every range that is interested in getting these posters to contact us through this form that you see or through the email that you'll find on uh, scrapc21.ca and basically we will send four sets of these two posters to any range that requests them and one set of these two posters to any gun store or any other business uh, that requests them so for the first 100 ranges or gun stores that request them the ccfr is footing the bill for that we will probably cost us about 50 bucks to send those out so we will send yeah. those to them free of cost free of cost and you put them up and that gets all the people that aren't on social media that aren't on youtube or facebook or twitter all that stuff get them involved and get them writing letters and whatnot really really important really important and then the other thing that with tracy was talking about is flooding social media we've created ccfrdownload.ca and this is something i've actually this was on my project list for a long time if you remember tracy uh, yes. but i just never got it done now it's done so basically it's one thing to, to share links on social media people don't like it because not on not on every um social media platform do they actually run that video when you look in the replies it just shows up as a link and people don't like following links there's so many of them well, now you can download all of the explainer videos in English and in French. Uh, you can download our reports. You can download uh, positive gun owner video shorts. You can download uh, all the memes directly onto your computer at one click of the mouse. It took a little bit to do that, but direct download links. So you can get that all on your machine. And so when you're on Twitter and you want to respond, you can actually respond with a video embedded right in the Twitter app, right in, right yes. in the, on the platform itself. 
or a meme or any of those things. You can take them all and use them as your own. So we've, it took a lot of work, but we put that all that stuff. That makes a big difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so. because you're right to follow that link and go see what the video says and watch. People won't do it, but what, if you just comment and it automatically sort of starts yeah, playing. it's already right? running. Right. Yeah. And the Facebook, um, and of course you share them on your social media as an original post, not links to yeah. from the CCFR. So really right. important. So we got a lot of content there uh, that you can have. Now, at the end of the day, we got to get rid of the government. We do. That's, we the, do. that's the answer, ultimately. Yeah. And I mean, with this minority government, they could fall at any time. We have no idea... Uh, when this election is going to be, I would bet the farm that we are not going to last till 2025. In fact, I think we'll be in an election next year, but you know, we'll see. I don't, uh, I don't have a magic eight ball, right? But uh, we do need to get rid of this government. So we need to be election ready. So what do we do to be ready? Should an election be dropped at any time? Right. So um, we've talked about a, a little bit about this before, but there are some new developments. So um, for the last couple months, we've been starting our new, our next election project, just so it wouldn't be so much work to do should it, you know, um, a snap election be called. And so if you guys remember this, <clears throat> this brochure, we distributed whatever there was, 240,000, 230,000 of them. Yeah. Um, so uh, if you haven't seen this before, then it's got all of the liberals scandals in here since they showed up since 2015, all the rest of that stuff, all a nice little, nice little full color book. And we, had a, we have a website called liberalref. meaning liberal reference, reference site, liberalref.ca. So you can go there and verify that every single stitch of information in that book is true and find out where that information came from. We are going to be updating that site, creating a, a brochure that's probably 40% bigger to include all of the latest scandals because there's always a new one with these there's people. There's so many. Oh, yeah. It never <laughs> ends with them, right? Um, and we're going to be distributing, we're targeting half a million of them. And we, yep. we've done it before now. We know how to do it. We have a distribution network set up and we, we have all the materials. So we're doing all that. But in addition to that, um, we are creating individual two minute and 20 second videos, uh, the digital videos like we saw with the explainer, the new digital explainers that I just showed you a screenshot of with a, a, an individual video for every single scandal the liberals have been involved in since 2015. So there'll Ooh, be a catalog a of 15 to 20 <laughs> videos by the time they call an election so that you'll be able to do the same thing on social media you're doing for the C20 Scrap C21 campaign. You'll be able to do for the actual election campaign along with probably another 40 memes, along with a whole bunch of other content. And all that will be available on ccfrdownload.ca uh, as well on top. So this will move the wow. needle. And of course, we want to triple Triple, triple, triple. <laughs> triple, triple, triple. And then the, the chop, right? The karate yeah. chop. So um, we want to triple our uh, social media and mainstream media budget as well. So we're hoping to make sure that we have enough uh, enough money in the, uh, in the war chest to do that. But we want to make sure that we're flooding. You cannot hide from Trudeau's scandals and inadequacies and you know, uh, incompetence. incompetence. Yeah. And we think, yeah. we think that all this will be a huge campaign. We're hoping to spend around half a million dollars. That's, that's what we're allowed to spend as a third party advertiser. Uh, so anyway, we're hoping to hit that limit this time. Oh yeah. So, uh, there you Ooh, have it. That's, that's a lot. Yeah. It yeah. Was, it's been a lot of work over like a month, um, five weeks or whatever. Right. And we started just before yeah. Christmas. So, um, it's a big campaign again, you can get started on all of this by going to scrapc21.ca, start looking through that list, 
and participating. Literally, if people just spend an hour or two every two weeks being their own advocate, send your three letters, maybe send a letter to every single um, uh, MP that's on the Public Safety Committee, right? Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe send a letter to every single MP in the Some country. people have been doing that. Yeah. I've been seeing them doing all 338 MPs. For sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Call their call their offices. Leave a message. Just be like, I'm really concerned about it. Be polite. Right. We don't want them to use the, it as ammunition against us. So just be like, I'm really concerned about this. I need you to withdraw this in its entirety. This is ridiculous. Yeah. You know, this. Yeah. Th I'm not going to support you in the next election. Exactly. Neither are my family. Neither are my friends. Neither are the guys I go bowling with or the guys I hang out at the range with. It's not just one person who's affected by these things. And we've really got to work on that domino effect, yeah, right? Really important. So this is what we have for you. We've provided all the tools and we're going to continue to try to encourage you to participate. But I'm, I'm serious. If you can put in an hour or two a week, that's a lot of advocacy. We if thousands to. of people do it, man, there's there too much pressure to bear because look at what the pressure that we've been able to create, right? The wildlife federations yeah. and their letter writing campaigns and the stuff that CCFR is doing, stuff that everybody's doing. Look at what it created. Mendocino's running around all through the holidays. Yeah. Running around, taking photos. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, no, you got the wrong idea. Lying his ass off, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> trying to, trying to, oh, no, hunting, right? Mm-mm. Oh, okay, maybe we are. Oh, now he's talking yeah. about exemptions and oh, maybe he'll take them off and, the list oh, or whatever. Oh, we Not need to good enough. Yeah, we need to protect your hunting heritage now. Like, let's see yeah. the about face. So don't ever think that you are powerless, but you need, we all need to stand together. And this is what we can accomplish. You're seeing it now. And now's not the time to let your foot off the gas. Now's the time to participate in this, in this project and, and really put some effort in. Yep. All right. We will do it. That's what we got. That's what we got. <laughs> anyway, there's a, there's um, anyway, um, if you go to uh, ccfrdownload.ca, there will actually be more videos being uploaded there all the time. Um, I'm thinking I might post some of those, um, some of those uh, scandal videos ahead of time because I have two already and the people that produce those are going nonstop. Our project is ongoing there. So probably yeah, every week not? and a half, I'll get another video. So I think I will continue to upload stuff onto that site. So I'll let you know in the podcast or on the TV show that, that there's new content there and you can go there and start spreading that around too. Yeah. Perfect. Right. I love it. It's good. It's got to be like a tsunami yeah. everywhere. That's, that's yeah. how you change these people's position. And we're seeing, we're seeing it in real time. It's actually happening. We are. Yeah, it is. All right. Awesome. Okay. We've talked long enough. Thanks for the update. And uh, I guess we'll see you in the next episode. All right. We'll see you then. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for episode 135 of the CCFR Radio Podcast. Thanks for watching. Make sure that you share this podcast. Get your friends to watch it. Tell your gun club to stick it in their email newsletter. Get this information around. Um, I don't know, like I won't, don't know today because today is Tuesday. You're going to be seeing this typically on Thursday. I'm hoping I have some time tomorrow to script an entire video about what we're doing with C21 and perform it and edit it and upload it in time for this so that your gun club uh, and or you can share that video specific to c21.ca and everything that we've created there. Um, but anyway, all that to say, spread this information around. It's really important. If we get enough people, like we're already starting to see the result of more of the community standing up and opposing C21 and its amendments, it's actually working. So the more people we can get involved and the more people do just a little bit, we're talking like an hour a week maybe, an hour every two weeks. I was just like, I'm gonna sit down, 
I'm going to get on social media. I'm going to do some replying. I'm going to post a few things and I'm going to write my three letters and send them off. Do that once a week. Man, what an effect that would have. You know, if you can imagine 300 people downloading all the stuff that we have on ccfrdownload.ca, downloading it and actively getting on social media for an hour a week, putting these replies in and posting videos and posting the memes and whatever. And people like this Terry guy, he's completely confident in making that post. Remember the guy I talked about here in the, in the intro? You go in there and you just post video after video after meme and all these people doing it. It's just a mountain of evidence that he doesn't know what he's talking about. And anybody that goes into that thread and starts reading, they're like, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be like Terry. Terry hasn't got a stinking clue. All he's doing is running around the internet offending people with his own ignorance, right? Then people won't do that. They'll be like, you know, I watched a video, an explainer video, and it it, it said that uh, this could open the door to ban all guns because of, a, of a, this thing called a variant. Is that true to maybe a friend that knows? And they'll be like, yeah, that's true, right? So this is how it's done. Can you imagine 300 people making a commitment to do that an hour a week, four hours a month for a couple of months? Can you imagine if 2,000 people did it? Like the CCFR dominates on social media. We dominate this conversation on social media today. Like look around, go on Twitter and look on any of the anti-gun threads, any of the government, Marco Mendicino tweets something about the gun ban. Go look in the, in the replies and see what it looks like. We are dominating already. Can you imagine what it would be like with all these tools at your disposal and everybody committing to doing, doing it for an hour a week or something like that? 2,000 people? Forget it right? Because right now we are actually beating the, the government of Canada on social media when it comes to the gunman stuff. So anyway, it's within reach. Uh, also, don't forget, spread that, that link around, C, scrapc21.ca. Send it to your friends, ask your gun club to send that around in their uh, e-newsletter as well. Post it on their social media feeds. Like you need to make those phone calls or talk to your buddies that are on the executive. Like you, you got to do this. We got to get more people to do just a little bit. But when there's tens of thousands of people doing it, we got it in the bag. We can hold these liberals off until they're out of office because that's the goal really right now. Okay, so that's how you do it. And again, don't forget ccfrdownload.ca. Go there. All that stuff belongs to you now. Post it on social media as your own post in the replies, all the rest of that stuff. Um, get your gun club or your gun store to request the posters so we can get more, even more people involved. Uh, all that is there for you to do if you want to do a little bit of work on your own behalf. So anyway, um, one last thing I want to say, and this is probably the most important. Who's paying for these free posters to be sent all over the country? Who's paying for all of this web development, for all of this, this social media content development, all this stuff? Who's paying for it? It's the people that support the CCFR. So the work that we do as an organization, supported financially by people like you that are, are contributing to us either on a monthly basis or just as a member or tossing us 10 bucks one time. Those are the people doing this, doing this work on behalf of all gun owners. Because if you're a gun owner, this is helping you. It just flat out is. So I just want to say thank you to everyone that is supporting us and allowing us, giving us the privilege of doing all this stuff on your behalf. Because as a gun owner, I wish I could do all this stuff. I would do it for myself, but I, I couldn't do it by myself to save my own guns, not for not me saving everybody else's or you save. Like I couldn't do it for myself. So you're allowing me to do that for myself. So thank you for, uh, for all your help. That's all I want to say. All right. I babbled on long enough. Thanks again for watching. Share the podcast. Check out the website, scrapc21.ca. Take care and we'll see you in the next one.
This is another episode of the CCFR Radio Podcast. Remember, if you don't stand up for your own ability to own and use firearms, who will? Join the CCFR or donate right now at www.firearmrights.ca.